What's up, guys? Welcome back to Fit Body Secrets, where my mission is to bring you guys inspiration, motivation, and a ton of tips to help you guys on your fitness journey. And today is going to be about me, but it's not about me. It's about how I have made a lot of mistakes that I am, am hopefully going to help you guys not make, or if you are making these mistakes, help you recognize them and be able to change them. But first things first, got to give you guys a little bit of an update on me where I'm at in my own journey. Those of you guys have been following along. Um, God, I can't even remember. I guess it was four weeks ago. I was in the hospital. Um, and since then, a uh, huge change in my lifestyle. I had to really cut back on exercise. Um, in fact, took two full weeks of just like doing a bunch of like walking. Um, and then I slowly started to get back into like zone two, like body weight type stuff. And, um, this is like the first week where I feel like I feel like myself again. And it's, it's, it's weird how you, and this is the thing about what I'm experiencing. Cause what I've actually, you know, I'm so I'm still waiting to get medical testing back. Um, I'm waiting on my adrenal test, which is honestly the one that I'm most concerned about. And I feel like that is what I know is the real problem. Um, but it's not going to change the treatment. It's the same. It's, you need to work on stress management, getting more sleep, um, and obviously mitigate or obviously managing my training volume because my adrenals are stressed out. So as much as I want to be in the gym training a whole bunch, I really have to think about long-term health being number one. And that's a hard thing. Um, and I could even go off on a tangent about how that's really mentally been hard for me. Um, you know, because I love training. So, but, uh, so basically right now I've been, you know, just kind of recovering, um, by resting more. I took last week off from work to really just reset my central nervous system. Guys, being in front of the computer is, is very, very taxing. And especially when you're somebody that has a lot of thoughts and, and you're doing so many things, like you don't realize how you're constantly just in that fight or flight mode. So really taking some time last week, I, I was able to enjoy Thanksgiving with my family I hosted for the first time uh, and it went really well. Everybody came over, everything went, everything was amazing. All the food came out great. Um, I made my own Dutch apple pie, my own cheesecake. Uh, what else did I make? They like this pudding pie. Um, I made the fixins, like the mashed potatoes, the cornbread, the uh, stuffing, everything. The only thing that I didn't make was they liked that jelly cranberry and that was easy. I just put it out of a can, which is just gross to me. Um, but everything there went well. So, so kind of like, I know I'm shifting into a couple of different things. So I just want to give you guys an overall update. Uh, so this week, um, trying to really change my schedule up because I also, I haven't been prioritizing myself at all. Like I've just been kind of like, oh, I can't make it to the gym today. So I'll just like grind it out in my garage and, you know, not really doing the things that I want to be working on because I didn't allow myself time to do them. And so I actually have like made it a point to be like, all right, like what is going to be my workout block? When am I going to go to the gym and trying to plan in those times into my day and, and knowing that like, that's okay. Um, and it doesn't have to be at like five o'clock in the morning. Like I can make it happen. So I've just really been working on just trying to overall revamp my schedule, get myself focused and it's been good. But as I was saying, uh, talking about feeling good is the last couple of days, I've actually felt more alert and like, I don't know how to describe what I was feeling for months, but you know, I used to be able to get up, 
have breakfast and go to the gym. And I haven't been able to do that in a very long time because I would do that. And I would often leave the gym crying because I was so tired. And then like about three or four hours later, I would feel fine. And I'd be like, oh, I can go to the gym now. And it sucks. I'd be like, I wasted my time, like trying to force myself to go to the gym when I wasn't feeling it. And it just wasn't normal to wake up every morning feeling like that, but I just kept dealing with it. And past couple of days, I've been, I I always start my day around 4.30 AM. I start work around five. Um, I've been able to work till about, uh, I usually start like, so my morning is, I don't have any like crazy morning routine guys. I'm not that person, but it's, it's pretty much get up, brush, brush my teeth, wash my face, um, get my coffee, do my daily. I have a little daily gratitude thing that I'm doing, gratitude, prayer, um, and a to-do list. And then I'll start chipping away at some work until about six, six thirty. eat breakfast when I finish my coffee and then head to the gym. And that's going to be, I think my new routine. And then I'll come home and finish work. And that's kind of how I feel like right now is going to work best for me, but I haven't been able to do that in a long time. So, um, yeah, I feel like I'm kind of like on the up now. I'll be honest. What I'm really experiencing is that like this, you know, and I'm, I know that I'm going to be talking today about the nutrition mistakes I made when I first started CrossFit, but I'll be honest. What I'm experiencing now is like, you know, when you first start CrossFit, everything is new, but it sucks. Cause like, you don't know anything. It sucks work worse. Like when you know everything and you know how good you used to be at things. And now you're like coming back and it just feels like you're never going to get back to where you were. And I, I keep telling myself, you're right. You're never going to get back to where you were because you're going to be somebody different. That's, that's it. Like you're going to be somebody different. So just being grateful that I can move my body is what I've really been trying to remind myself, being grateful that I am, my injuries are healing that I've been dealing with and everything. So a little bit of an update on me, um, as we get into, uh, today's topic. So today's topic is something that I felt, Hey, Holly, uh, really like it's been on my mind a lot because I'm in a couple of Facebook groups. Uh, one is called the women of CrossFit, which I love. Um, I'm not exactly sure. I think it's Shauna Norton that runs it, but a lot of females in there that are just always looking for advice, not just on nutrition, but like other little things. And I see a ton of things that people are doing in there. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what are you doing? Like you're hurting yourself. Like, you know, like you, you, you don't have to do these restrictive things. And it just got me really thinking about all the mistakes I've made in my own nutrition journey. And so, as I said, this episode is going to be a little bit about me, but also, um, it's not for me, it's for you guys. And so to kind of give you a little bit more backstory for those of you guys that don't know my whole story, um, I think it's going to help paint the picture a little bit. So I did grow up, uh, eating a very standard American diet. You know, we, I grew up on like, you know, mashed potatoes and fried chicken cutlets and Italian food and, you know, macaroni and cheese tacos, like, you know, chips and little Debbie snacks, like just a junk food diet. Like we didn't really have anything. Our, the drinks that I had at home were Kool-Aid or high C or Coca-Cola. We didn't drink water. Um, actually we never had water in the house. The only reason we had water in the house is if we were making Kool-Aid, which have you guys ever made Kool-Aid? It's literally this little packet of like maybe an ounce of powder and you dump a cup of sugar per one of these. I'm like, Oh my God, literally just drinking sugar. But that's how I grew up. And then uh, when I went off to college, well, before college, I, I was 
I was always a little bit chunkier. I wasn't like quote unquote fat, but like I never like had the body like my friends had. Like I was always bigger, couldn't fit into their clothes. And I didn't really get made fun of for my size until um, I started working at Burger King and I was like packing on the pounds a little bit. And I remember like my clothes were starting to out, like I was starting to outgrow my work clothes. That was getting really uncomfortable, like feeling like my pants were getting tighter and it was like a really uncomfortable feeling. And I just remembered like getting into college and again, my clothes getting tighter and tighter and tighter and feeling depressed when I would see pictures of myself finally waking up one day and I'm like, I'm going to do this. Like I'm going to, I was in a really, really, really bad depressed state. Um, a lot of stuff was going on and I decided to start, you know, taking myself seriously, started following a workout program. And then I started changing my diet was able to lose weight. Um, but along the, the next five or six years, I struggled a lot with, um, mental health. Um, I had dealt with trauma and, um, it led me into an eating disorder. So, uh, anorexia, uh, really became my escape from all of that. And the one thing in my life that I felt like I had control over, and it wasn't even so much about the weight or the vanity. It was literally about the control I had over my food. And um, so I, I definitely hid that from my family for a lot of years until I finally found treatment or finally had was forced to get treatment. Uh, and I'm kind of summing this up quickly because I don't want to go down this rabbit hole right now. Uh, but essentially, it got to the place where I was like 80 pounds and I had to go to the hospital. And I was there for a week before they took me to a treatment center. And the rest was history. I went into treatment, came out, um, definitely was one of the best and worst decisions of my life because it sucked while I was there, but I came out and I was lost. I was like, what am I going to do with myself? I was actually in the gym before that, like, you know, doing group fitness classes and training people and doing all this stuff and, um, masking my, my insecurities and what I was dealing with from everybody. And then when I came out of there, I'm like, what am I going to do with myself? They didn't want me to go back to work in the gym. And I'm like, this is what I love. I love helping people. And so anyways, I, um, didn't know what to do with myself or fitness either. I'm like, I don't want to end up, you know, going down that rabbit hole again. So, uh, long story short, I was going to do mixed martial arts and right next door to a mixed martial arts gym was a CrossFit gym, walked into CrossFit, and drink Kool-Aid and the rest was history. And I found something that I valued so much that like, I wanted to be fit and I, I wanted to get better and I would do whatever it took to do that. I had them telling me that I was going to make it to the CrossFit games. And I've been fortunate to make the CrossFit, CrossFit games multiple times. Uh, in fact, I've been to the CrossFit games four times, which is awesome. So, um, I feel like all of that stuff was just had to lay the backstory for you guys to kind of enter into CrossFit and knowing a little bit about my history would help you guys understand as well. Because if you've struggled with your weight at any point in your life, you know that in those moments, you'll do pretty much everything to change your body. Now, when I entered CrossFit, I wasn't overweight. I was underweight. So I was at a healthy weight, but I was only about a hundred, maybe 105 pounds. Um, and I didn't have any muscle on me. I was, you know, fresh out of a freaking treatment center and like, I was lean, but like I said, I had, I didn't have any muscle on me. And, um, so I was on the opposite end of the spectrum of a lot of people, but it wasn't long before I was on the same side of the spectrum as you guys. And I want to talk to you guys about a couple of things that really happened as I started CrossFit, 
um, before I go into the mistake. So with CrossFit, it's a very intense training program. And even though our volume isn't super high, the amount of stress it creates um, can really trigger things like low blood sugar, um, high cortisol levels. And I was getting a lot of hunger, a lot, a lot of hunger. And I wasn't really able to control that hunger in a lot of ways. And when I first started CrossFit, I was following a quote unquote meal plan per se that was given to me um, from being in treatment that I kind of felt was comfortable. And it was, it was flexible, but it was, you know, still keeping me structured. Um, and I was kind of tired of it. I was like, I think I'm ready for something different. And because my training was different now, I was having a hard time supporting my training and didn't really know what to do. And when you first start CrossFit, I got, I got more of my, when I first started CrossFit, I knew I wanted to be a coach. I went and got my level one. And going into my level one, I learned about the zone diet. I learned about paleo. And so if I'm going to follow the training program, I should definitely be following the nutrition program, right? So the first thing I did was I started following the zone diet. Okay. So this is where I'm going to start talking about my mistakes. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm feeling like the zone diet's where it's at. Like I want to get this body like these CrossFitters. Um, and if you're not familiar with the zone diet, it is essentially, it's very similar to macros in that it does split your macros up. 40% carbs, 30% protein, 30% fat, which is a great macronutrient split. In fact, I still recommend that to most of my clients. However, it uses a block system and based on your activity level, you would get a certain number of blocks a day and it would severely underestimate the amount of blocks that you needed as a CrossFitter. So it had me estimated at 11 blocks a day, which when I remember trying to work it out was around 11 to 1200 calories a day, but I'm like, I'm a CrossFitter. I'm going to do what these CrossFitters are doing. And I was effing starving. I was so hungry. Um, and so I was like, all right, I, I don't know what to do. Like I'm hungry. Started reading about how people said like, okay, well, if you're, if you're hungry on the zone, like just add more fat because fat is neutral. Um, it doesn't cause any change in your blood sugar. So it won't affect your body fat. So I was like, okay, so I would just start eating more fat. So I would eat my protein, my carbs, and just start eating more fats. All right. So this is part number one. So the first mistake I made was following the zone diet. Okay. Um, the zone diet, as I said, great method for breaking down macros, not so great for prescribing calories. And the method of just adding fats, I was literally now going from under eating to severely overeating because I was starving. And I was also doing a sport that required more carbohydrates and I wasn't getting carbohydrates and it didn't matter how much fat I ate. My body was still looking for carbohydrates. Okay. So that was mistake number one. Okay. So I say this because a lot of people out there fear carbs. And if I had likely just given myself more carbs, I likely would have presented the weight gain that started to happen because that's when the weight gain started to happen. Um, and it wasn't just muscle. It definitely was not just muscle. Okay. So then I went through a phase where I'm like, maybe I should stop doing this zone thing. You know, maybe it's not working for me. So then I went all in on paleo. I'm like, you know what? Let me go all in on the paleo diet. No, let me take that back. Next thing I did was I said, all right, I'm doing the zone. It's not working. I'm actually getting more, I'm gaining fat. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to take the zone diet and I'm going to eat it with only paleo foods. 
So I kind of skipped past the paleo diet and went straight into restricting my calories and now restricting my food groups. So I now cut out all grains, all dairy, all legumes, and I was eating a very calorie restricted diet. I was now starving and miserable. Okay. And I'll be honest, I shouldn't say I was miserable because I, I didn't miss, I never missed like the standard American diet. Like it wasn't the French fries and the burgers and those types of things, but like having some whole grain bread, having some yogurt, having real milk, like those were things I had removed from my diet because I was told that they were going to make me fat or sick. So I cut out all of those things and again, kept gaining weight, kept gaining weight. And now what was happening is I was not only, you know, trying to restrict my calories, eating high fat, just to keep myself satiated. I was now binging multiple times a week at night. I would, it was always at night. I would start off like, I would be like, I'm just going to have a protein shake. And I was binging on weird shit. Like I would literally just take protein powder and water and mix it and drink it and like eat it like pudding because I was like, I need more food and I don't know what to eat. And I wanted something sweet. Um, and I would do like, I would literally, I would eat a whole jar of almonds. Like I would just binge on, on things like that. So it was just, it was crazy. Yep. Oh, Holly, the sweet potato treats. I used to make this back in the day. I'm not sure if you remember Steve's paleo treats. Um, but there was this paleo crunch and I would make that stuff. And it was like a paleo granola and I would literally smash it. Like I would make enough for like five or six days. And then I wouldn't be able to control myself on it. I was just freaking eating it up honey dates, all that stuff. And I was just now, now I was binging and I was feeling guilty for the binges. And then I was trying to restrict myself. Um, and so, and again, I was gaining weight. Now here comes the next mistake is I started to become very afraid of weighing myself because I was recognizing this tendency and I was like, oh my God, I, I know if I step on this gun, I'm going to be five pounds up. I don't even want to look at it. And I'm like, okay, I'll just get back to like working out and I'm going to like spend three or four days really restricting myself and then maybe I'll like be able to overcome it. Okay. So, but what was happening was, is I was gaining weight and not even realizing it. I, and I was, like I said, I was gaining weight, eating mostly healthy foods because I was only binging on the quote unquote junk food, maybe once a month when I would maybe go out and I'd be like, okay, I can't control myself. Like I'd have a pizza and I would literally eat myself sick or I'd be at a barbecue. And I was the girl that like, wasn't leaving the food table. It was, it was actually like looking back, like pretty embarrassing. So big mistakes I made. Number one, trying to zone diet Two, meshing that with paleo three, um, doing the whole 30. Okay. So again, I cut out even more things and then I'm like, you know what, let me get away from weighing and measuring into the whole 30. I shouldn't say that this was like such a bad thing per se, but like it was unnecessary. It was an unnecessary thing. It didn't help me at all. Um, and it was just obviously another way for me to restrict myself. And all of these things, guys, I want you to know I was doing in a way because I wanted to see my body change. I wanted to see more muscle definition. And then what was happening was I was losing control of my body and I was gaining body fat. And over the course of time, I was now weighing in heavier than I wanted to be. I was unhappy with how I looked and I was desperately trying all of these three things in different ways and different combinations to try and figure things out. And then fasting became a thing. All of a sudden people were talking about this intermittent fasting 
And in my head, I'm hearing, oh my God, I can have a big meal as long as I don't eat all day. I was like, okay, so I'm going to try this. And now I was like paleo zone. And then I'm like, all right, let me just try and do paleo. And I'm going to now restrict myself to only eating this meal. And that would also lead me to binge. And it was just all of these stupid things I was doing in a way to control my weight and get my body composition to change. And none of them were working. Okay. So this is a little bit about my journey as to what I was doing. Okay. So common, a lot of the common things that I want you to hear so far is restriction. I was restricting my calories entirely too much. I was cutting out grains and dairies. I was trying to follow a templated diet. I was trying fasting. I was trying all of these things. And one of the things I was not paying attention to was what my body was telling me. So I wasn't listening to my body at all. And had I gone back in time and actually thought about what my body was experiencing and maybe tried to do a little bit more research about what was going on, I would be in a better position, right? Like, so these are some things that people don't realize. If you're somebody out there that is like trying to follow a diet plan, trying to follow a low calorie diet, trying to cut out foods, and you keep finding yourself failing at it, it's likely not you that's the problem, okay? Because I don't blame I don't blame myself. These are mistakes I made. I don't blame myself. This is the stuff I was being fed. This is the stuff I was being told was going to give me the body that I wanted. And it was slowly making me go further from that, okay? So uh, a couple of other mistakes that I did write down that I want to talk to you guys about um, in particular was, um, I already kind of mentioned this on the zone diet, is I wasn't fueling my workouts. Um, I was trying to fuel them with more fats. And what was happening was it was never giving me the fuel that I wanted. It was only causing me more cravings. So um, trying to fuel CrossFit on a high fat diet just does not work. It just does not work. A um, couple of other mistakes that I wrote down. I want to go back to, um, I just kind of talked about underfueling my workouts. Oh, I guess when it comes to underfueling my workouts, the other thing that I should talk about, because this is common. A lot of people out there, they're like, all right, I'm on a fat loss journey. I'm going to cut my calories, blah, 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 blah. And, um, and they don't realize that what's happening is they're actually blunting their progress in the gym. Now, there are some cases where you can be on a low calorie diet and still see results to, or in the gym, particularly if you have an excess of body fat, if you have quite a bit of body fat. But if you're someone that's carrying an extra 10 to 15, 20 pounds, like, it's only going to negatively impact your weight. So you have to be careful with those really calorie restricted diets. Um, all right. So let's kind of go into a couple of other things that I wrote down that are related to all of this, particularly with paleo. Okay. Paleo is a great diet. Um, I think it's a great foundation that we should all kind of look at as a way to build our diet, very similar to the Mediterranean with the Mediterranean being a little bit more, I think more grains. Um, but it's not all of the pieces, right? And so when I was in all in on the paleo diet, I was not restricting calories at all. And I was eating as much of that food as I wanted and I was gaining weight, okay? So I went from one extreme to the other with the zone diet where I was like, everything was controlled. And then with paleo, it was like, nothing's controlled. So that was another big mistake that I made. Another mistake that I made was drinking my calories. And I'm not a drinker in terms of alcohol. Somewhere along the way, somebody told me that the calories you consume in the post-workout window don't matter. Like that's your recovery, right? So what was I doing? Okay. I'm going to have my protein shake and whatever carbs I'm going to have. 
and they don't count as long as they're in the post-workout window. So I wasn't caring about those things as part of my calorie intake and they were adding up over time. Um, all right. So a couple of big ones now that I'm going to kind of get into as I'm kind of shifting away. Cause I, I had written down like 10 things, but the cool thing about what I've done is like all the things I've talked about are kind of leading you up to where I'm going to go to now, because they're all kind of the same, what you're hearing, right? It's overly restrictive diets or going from overly restrictive to diets that are like promisingly you that you don't have to restrict anything and you're going to get results. Um, and ignoring all the signs that my body was giving me that like, Hey, these are just not right. Okay. So other really, really, really big mistakes. These are the two big mistakes that I'm going to talk about today. The first one is rewarding myself with food or punishing myself with exercise. These are two big ones that I see happen a lot in CrossFit. Okay. So I would, if I smashed a competition, got first place, it was where are we going for a celebration meal? I would go all in on like burger, fries, ice cream, yada, yada, yada. I would literally reward myself with just binging on food. Why? Okay. So it's okay to enjoy a social meal with your friends. It was okay for me to do that and like relax a little bit, but like rewarding myself with food was an unnecessary thing and was honestly just, it's an unhealthy behavior. I think I think rewarding ourselves with food is just giving food more power. Like it's one thing to enjoy a piece of birthday cake, to enjoy, you know, but it's just to reward yourself with something that you are avoiding because you're on a, you're trying to eat healthier. doesn't really make any sense. Like, Hey, I don't eat these foods because I know that they're not good to eat on a regular basis, but I'm going to reward myself with them. It's like, it's like telling somebody to reward yourself by going to rob a bank. We know that robbing a bank isn't good, but like reward yourself, go ahead and rob a bank. Like it doesn't make any sense. Right. So I think that that was a big thing. And then punishing myself with exercise and starvation. So I would often like, Oh, I overate today. That was on purpose. I'm intermittent fasting for the next 24 hours. And I would eat nothing but like a bag of steamed fresh vegetables. And I would go to the gym more. Like, again, I'm, I'm punishing myself for eating too much. Like it just does not make any sense. Eating is a part of life. So rewarding myself and punishing myself was a big mistake that I made. And then the other big mistake that I wrote down, and this is another, this is another really common one with people is I never focused on in the entire time of me trying to optimize my body composition, wanting to lose the weight. Cause when I gained the weight, it sucked. Like, and I was, I was 30 pounds heavier I got 30 pounds heavier by eating healthier and trying to diet. Literally dieting made me fat. And I, I did all of this stuff to try and lose body fat and gain muscle. And then here I was at the end of it all, trying to figure out how to lose 30 pounds again. Um, the biggest mistake I made was never learning how to optimize my nutrition like never taking the time to be like, what would it feel like to just eat enough for my body? I never did that in the entire time. In fact, even before CrossFit, I had never actually experienced, what does it feel like to actually feed my body what it actually needs? And that's something that I give to every single one of my clients because knowing what my body actually can maintain my weight on now was such an awesome thing for me to realize like, oh my God, I didn't know how bad I was feeling. So, Hey Lex. Um, and, and it was crazy. 
So I'm going to kind of recap a little bit before I go into some strategies for helping you guys out. My top mistakes that I made when I first started CrossFit to try and gain my body, well, which actually caused me to gain weight and made it hard for me to lose weight is number one, following a very calorie restricted diet, AKA the zone, um, and thinking that the template was going to work for me Two, cutting out all grains and dairy. Okay. Three, being afraid of the scale because I didn't want to see the damage that was happening. Four, trying to fast after my binges. Five, trying to fuel my CrossFit workouts on a high fat diet. So I was not adding in carbohydrates. I was adding in fats. Six, under fueling my workouts in general. Okay. Seven, avoiding looking at calories because foods were quote unquote paleo. So it didn't really matter. Eight was drinking my calories, primarily not from alcohol, but like in my post-workout window, I didn't think that the calories in my post-workout window counted. Nine, a big one was rewarding myself with food. So I would remove foods from my diet. And then after I would win a competition, it was like the binge fest. Let me go eat as much as I can because I deserve it. And then the last one was never paying attention to how much my body needed to actually just feel its best. Okay. So those are my biggest mistakes making when I was a CrossFitter. And I kind of wanted to sum them all up because I know as I was talking about them, they all kind of blended together. Okay. So here I was, I had gained about 30 pounds, by the way, it wasn't all bad weight. I did get pretty freaking strong. All right. I was lifting pretty freaking heavy. Um, and I now was like really uncomfortable with myself. By the way, I started my fat loss journey in the beginning of December on December 5th or 6th. Cause I still remember the date that it all started. I, I remember the exact day. I remember what triggered it. I remember everything about it. And so I started my fat loss journey before Christmas and I was able to finish my fat loss journey around February or March of the following year. So, um, how did I finally decide to like, what did I do? How did I regain control? Like what, how did I actually make the flip happen? The switch happened or how did I flip the switch? Um, I woke up one day, like kind of like I did when I was in my twenties, um, or when I was 20 years old and I had actually had my body fat tested. Uh, we had finished a really hard test. It was a really hard aerobic test, which was, uh, one of the things I was actually really good at. It was, I forget what it was called, but it was a test they would use for, um, cyclists in the Tour de France. And it was like four rounds of four minutes on the assault bike, one minute of rest. And your, your score was like your average Watts divided by your weight in kilos or something like that. And it, and it came out to be, I had a great score and I was like, oh, how can I improve this score? And I'm like, do I get leaner to where I'm smaller and, or do I, you know, get, you know, get more aerobic and my aerobic base is pretty good. Anyways, it triggered me to get my body fat tested weigh myself. And I stepped on the scale and I was like, oh my gosh, I've gained 30 pounds. And, and it, like I said, I had known I'd gained the weight because I was like, not liking how I looked in pictures. I was like, I look fat. I, I don't want to take my shirt off. Like I'm just uncomfortable with where I'm at. And I'm like, and I've been doing nothing but restricting my calories and restricting my foods for the last, I don't know how many years and was getting nowhere, but fatter. So I changed. I went back to what I knew worked, which is what I knew I worked earlier in my twenties, got to control your calories. You got to dial in protein. And that's what I started doing. 
I didn't even dial in quote unquote macronutrients at the time, but because I had been following the zone for so long, I was naturally already kind of gravitating towards a pretty balanced diet. Um, so I set myself up with calories and I set myself up with making sure I got a minimum of 125 or 135 protein. Um, uh, Judy, I'm going to go into that a little bit. And, um, and then I started to, I started to do it. I was weighing my food out. I was tracking everything I was eating and I was a little bit hungry, but I was manageably hungry. I didn't change my training. I went all in and I just did those two things. I also simultaneously started adding back in carbs. So rather than restricting myself from eating carbs, I started adding in things slowly. First, it was dairy, added back in things like yogurt and cheese and things like that. And then I started adding back in uh, like rice cakes, oatmeal, um, whole grain breads and wraps, and then cereal and some other snack foods and slowly got my diet to be more balanced again. So I removed the restriction, gave myself permission to eat a little bit more calories than I was trying to eat. And in that process, I lost body fat, the binges. I have not binged ever again since then. Never again have I, I've, to this day, knock on wood, I've not ever had a binge again. Um, I have complete control over any, I could eat a tablespoon of peanut butter and not eat the whole jar. And that's what I did. And a few weeks later, people were like, wow, Cheryl, what are you doing? You're looking really good. You're looking really fit. A couple months later, I was where I wanted to be. Had some visible abs, was feeling good in the gym. So that's exactly what I did. I literally took away all the restriction. I took away all the bullshit. Because let me tell you, I didn't even touch on some of the stuff that I was doing a lot. I was trying things like the Bulletproof Coffee and MCT oil, uh, CLA, different supplements. You know, I was trying all the things to try and get myself to figure out. And I was blaming it on, it must be my leaky gut or my inflammation markers that are making me gain weight. Nope. It was your freaking calorie intake. And once I did that, like everything came together and it was so simple. And, and then what happened, you know, I can kind of go into what I had to do next was learning how to get out of that calorie deficit, which was the harder part of it. And, um, I did hire a coach who helped me with that, uh, still work with him today. And, um, that was the best thing I ever did. So, uh, but I'll save the calorie rebuild part for another episode because I am going to be talking about that soon. Um, Judy asks, and I think this is a great question. Why do you suppose CrossFit gyms still talk about the zone diet? So here's the deal is I think that the problem with talking about nutrition in general is anytime we bring up, well, first of all, a diet that's, I don't believe that a diet that works should have a name. It should be Judy's diet or Cheryl's diet. I don't think that we have to subscribe or, you know, be committed to a diet to be able to make progress. I think that what works well with the zone diet is the balance of the meals, 40, 30, 30. To this day, I, I still think that it's the best way on your plate to build your meals. You're, you're going to feel your best. You're getting in your calories in a good balance. Um, and I think that that is likely, and, and because the zone diet is, I really don't think it's that easy, but it can be easy for people to start to buy into, um, to get them to eat more balanced foods. However, it is extremely low calorie. 
And I don't think it's personalized enough. So I think that the reason that they still use it is because it's a simple way to get people to start to understand the importance of meal balance and food quality. However, it doesn't personalize that for people. And that can be very hard if a person doesn't know how to listen to their appetite, their hunger, their cravings, or their feedback. So um, which hunger, cravings, appetite, that's all feedback. But like if a person doesn't understand how to read that stuff, and I think the suggestion of just like eating more fat doesn't make any sense either. The other flaws of the zone diet, by the way, is um, it doesn't, I could go down the rabbit hole of the zone diet, but like it doesn't. So when you have the zone diet is based off blocks. So if you have a three block meal, it means you have three blocks of protein, three blocks of, three blocks of carbs and three blocks of fats. But like your protein source might have some fat in it or your carb source might have some protein in it. And it doesn't count those nutrients towards your quote unquote blocks. So like I could have three eggs as my proteins, or I could have, you know, three ounces of chicken and the three eggs is going to have way more fat than the chicken. So, but it doesn't count that any differently. So calorically I could be eating way more too, which is also part of the problem. So I just think that the, the zone diet is a great general way for people to like start to get into understanding meal balance. I think that what we've kind of graduated towards now is people understand the importance of macronutrient balance, but I think that people get entirely too like rigid with this. Like it should really be, I really like using the percentage-based model for macros um, and living in ranges rather than um, focusing on specific numbers. The only thing that's really going to be different is your ranges of carbs and uh, carbs and fats are going to be, it's going to be, those are going to be more balanced because your protein intake is going to be a different percentage of your calories based on how many calories you're consuming, you know, because your protein is really based on your body weight. And if you're eating 1800 calories versus 2400 calories, your body weight, you know, might have you eating 135 protein or 155 protein. That's going to be a different percentage of your overall calories. Um, and I do think that the best method when it comes to losing fat, performing better um, sustainability is honestly keeping a food diary. Um, and when you're in a fat loss phase or you're trying to optimize using a food scale as much as you can, because that's going to ensure that you're accurately tracking things. And then when you're in maintenance, you shouldn't really have to do that as much. Um, and then obviously getting in enough protein and balancing out your macronutrients, because that's going to really help you guys. It takes all of the freaking guessing away. Like if I think about the years I spent trying to figure it out only to get fatter, I could have prevented all of that stuff by just knowing what I knew, which is what I had learned when I was 20 years old. And um, that's pretty much everything. Good evening, friends. Good evening, Bruce. We, I was just about to sign off. So that's a few of my CrossFit mistakes that I made. Um, guys, I hope you guys all had an amazing Thanksgiving. Looking forward to the month of December. If you're in my Facebook group, I am going to be doing a little holiday habits challenge. Bruce, I'm about to sign off, dude. You are a little bit late to the party. Um, I am uh, excited, though, for what's to come in the new year. Uh, and if you guys are looking for some guidance on your nutrition, not sure where to start, shoot me a message. Would love to talk to you. Um, I do offer a free nutrition strategy call to ensure that you guys can kind of maybe talk some things through um, and all that good stuff. Yeah, Judy, I was wondering the same thing. It's um, I've been up since about 4.30 a.m. So it's about midday for me. So actually, I'm almost through my day. But uh, that's it, guys. And if you're coming on later on, I'll see you all at 4 p.m. with the Clydesdale uh, doing a little Scott update today. So hopefully I'll see you all for then. Um,
Oh, Lex, I wanted to answer your question. I saw this. I do. I know people who have a lot of trouble digesting vegetables. What's the best way to offset this? Okay. So this is a good question. Um, I have a lot of trouble digesting vegetables. Um, when it comes to digestion, guys, before I sign off, I didn't see this one. So I'm sorry about this. Um, is So if you are adding in vegetables and you haven't eaten them before, you have to start off very slowly in the amounts and the frequency. Well, the frequency can be more frequent, but the amount should be smaller. And the main reason is, is because your vegetables do require different types of enzymes to break down. And if your body's not used to the amount of fiber in them, that's also going to slow down the gut. Okay. So you want to make sure that you are, you're definitely keeping the volume of them lower and you can do them frequently, but just make sure the volume is smaller and also identifying which vegetables cause you more stomach upset than other and what type of symptoms you're experiencing. Okay. So uh, a lot of people with like broccoli, cauliflower, things like that, they get a lot of gas because there's a lot of sulfur in those vegetables. Sometimes cooking vegetables um, also helps because it breaks down some of the fiber and actually makes them more digestible. So when it comes to vegetables, uh, cooking vegetables, roasting them or things like that can be a little bit easier than raw. Raw vegetables are definitely going to be a little bit rougher on the gut. Um, so those are like the two things I would really start with. The more digestible that you can make them, the better. So like breaking them down, even um, like, like cauliflower rice, things that are like more smaller. Also, the way a person eats is going to affect things too. So if, if um, you're eating them very quickly, like if you're not chewing them a lot, you're also not breaking down and getting your body to produce those. Because when we chew things, our body's actually producing stomach acids and enzymes to help break things down. So you definitely want to make sure that you are um, doing that. And over time, you will build up a tolerance. Your body will start to get better at those things. Um, Megan, I would love to hear what you are trying to troubleshoot with your diet for sure. Um, I, I think we all are still trying to troubleshoot things. In fact, right now, um, with all of my health things going on, I was talking to one of my friends. I was like, maybe I should just go back to eating paleo. <laughs> now that I know what I know about macros, maybe I should just cut out all everything again. I'm like, that's not the answer. But I was like, well, that helped with my information. I started to second guess myself. But now, now that I'm starting to feel better again, I, I know I'm glad I didn't go down that rabbit hole. So, but, um, but yeah. Um, soups also, Lex, is another way. Um, things like butternut squash soup. Um, you could even use cauliflower um, in the wintertime, guys. A little hack is if you want to make like a, a, like a creamy soup. You can use cauliflower and chicken broth and you can actually blend the cauliflower and it will actually create like almost like a cream base and you can add like whatever you want to it to make like a creamy base soup um, would be another option as well. So all you need is meat and fruits. I know a lot of people on the meat. And fr I had, I had a client come to me that was on a meat and blueberry diet. I'm like, okay, whatever works for you. So yeah, Megan, shoot me a message. If you have any questions on your own nutrition journey, uh, guys, I'm going to sign off. I hope you guys all enjoyed this episode. Um, I am going to also be doing some live trainings in my Facebook group and webinars. I call them live trainings. They're really webinars. One I have, uh, three that I have on my mind right now is um, fat loss over 40. So for a lot of my women that are either going into their 40s or just over 40 or they're in their, well into their 40s and they're not sure how to lose weight. Um, another one is talking about body recomposition, uh, aka I want to lose fat, but I'm also trying to build some muscle and get stronger. 
And the other one that I had, oh, I don't remember what it was. I wrote it down. Let me just give it to you guys because I want to make sure I don't forget it. Oh, calorie rebuilding. So talking about reverse dieting, those of you guys that are afraid of eating too much, um, talk to you guys a little bit about that stuff. So uh, if you guys have topics that you want webinars on, webinars on, uh, let me know. But uh, hope you guys are all having a good Tuesday. This is fun. Talk to y'all soon.